0: This is the Daily Signal podcast for Monday, December 21st. I'm Robert Bluey.
1: And I'm Virginia Allen. On today's show, Rob talks with Bill Flagg, the founder and CEO of Ridgeline Research. They are providing conservatives with investment options that align with their values.
0: We also have your letters to the editor and share a good news story about a new children's book series that aims to teach kids about the value of freedom and American ideas.
1: Before we get to today's show, Rob and I want to thank you for your support for The Daily Signal.
0: Each day, The Daily Signal brings you the news that you can trust on the most important policy debates facing our country. We cut through the liberal media spin and provide honest, thorough, and responsible reporting on today's most critical issues.
1: But we can't do it without the help of patriots like you. Consider giving a tax-deductible contribution to The Daily Signal and help us build conservative momentum this year and beyond.
0: Just visit DailySignal.com donate. With your help, we can build an America where freedom, opportunity, prosperity, and civil society flourish.
1: Now stay tuned for today's show, coming up next.
0: We are joined on the Daily Signal podcast today by Bill Flagg. He's the founder and CEO of Ridgeline Research, and he provides investors with a plan that aligns with their beliefs and values. Bill, thanks so much for joining us.
2: Thank you. Good morning.
0: Well, let's start by talking about the mission of Ridgeline Research and how you are helping investors uh, make those choices that align with their priorities
2: yeah, sure, thank you. I've uh, been an investment professional for for over 25 years, uh, working in mutual funds and ETFs. and over that time period, as my career and skill set has grown, I've noticed a, a lack of product for politically conservative people. A lot of socially responsible and ESG products developing for um, you know th- that class of investor progressives, but nothing for us. Um, so I finally decided to take the entrepreneurial jump and start my own company, Ridgeline Research, with the mission of uh, giving investment products uh, specifically built for politically conservative investors.
0: So let's break that down into a little bit more detail. Um, There are obviously conservatives out there who might be unknowingly supporting causes uh, that don't align with their values. Uh, For instance, I I might be one of them in terms of my investments in in certain mutual funds or, or index funds. Can you walk our audience through some of the ways that uh, that, that might happen uh, in, in ways that we might not realize?
2: Yes, that's, uh, that's exactly the case. There's uh, this awareness that I'm trying to raise uh, in addition to the advocacy. Anybody who's invested in a, an index or a passively managed mutual fund or ETF, exchange traded fund, uh, that fund itself is investing in most likely the 500 or 1,000 largest U.S. corporations. So on your behalf, essentially, those funds are investing in uh, some of the poster childs of uh, liberal companies these days, Facebook, Twitter, the conservative media, New York Times, um, all the major uh, media networks. So without knowing it, your money is being invested in those companies. And with that awareness, um, which I'm trying to raise, I think investors, once they learn that, don't like it and are looking for alternatives, which I'm trying to provide.
0: Well, I think you're right. you're absolutely right. If we could just pause for a moment and and talk about index funds and ETFs, uh, just just a, a primer for our audience that might not be as familiar. Can you explain uh, what those terms mean uh, to to the lay investor?
2: Sure, I'll do my best. Uh, so, a mutual fund is it's essentially a uh, investment product where everybody invests their money into the same mutual fund. There's a professional management team um, who actively manage it or follow an index. And an exchange traded fund is just a a more recent uh, twist on a mutual fund where it trades on an exchange uh, all day long, like a stock. So mutual fund you can only invest in at the end of the day, Uh, ETF you can buy any time of the day, like a stock. And you're most likely going to see these types of products in your you know, your retirement account or your 401k, uh, some type of long-term investment.
0: So can you talk about some of the principles that, that guide your work at Ridgeline Research and also how you do it in practice?
2: Yeah, certainly. There's you know, several issues that we're, you know, that we're trying to focus on. And, and right now on our, our website, if you go there, you can see 20 companies um, that we are boycotting or we will not invest in. It is a balancing act. If we didn't invest in every company that has a liberal agenda or supports a liberal agenda, if you will, there really wouldn't be too many companies uh, left to invest in. You know, that's how far uh, the industry has uh, shifted to the left. So we're just picking the, the worst offenders, uh, which, we're, which we're boycotting, and we're trying to balance performance. So we still want to behave like an S&P 500 index or a large cap mutual fund you would expect it to behave and put the advocacy in where we are at uh, avoiding or boycotting companies you know that support the liberal agenda so it's a balance between performance and advocacy it's not hundred percent ideologically pure where we will only invest in you know the most conservative companies it's a balance
0: and, and in looking at, uh, at your website, and we'll provide a link to, to all of our listeners uh, so they can get more, more information about this, the, the, the boycott, which you mentioned, in, involves companies, some of whom you've already mentioned, like Facebook, as well as others like Walt Disney, AT&T, Nike. Can you explain what's the decision-making process as to why you are boycotting them?
2: Yes, we are trying to find representatives in each, in each industry. Or sector of the economy, we don't want to just, you know, boycott companies that are in technology, um, which you know a lot of the names most readily come to mind. There, some of the issues that we are, you know, trying to focus on um, are, you know, companies that are, you know, hostile to conservative values or, or proudly, proudly liberal. Um, you know, the liberal media, as I mentioned earlier, uh, companies that disproportionately give to liberal candidates or liberal causes. Um, we're sensitive to the Second Amendment. Um, and suppression of religious freedom.
0: Well, Bill, the trend seems to suggest that more and more companies are taking political stands, either because their leadership uh, insists that they do or there's public pressure to do so. As somebody who's been involved in this world for, for a long time like yourself, what uh, why do you think that it's been so? It's ratcheted up so much of late, and uh, and do you see that changing now that maybe we're past the presidential election of of twenty twenty, or is this just going to accelerate into the future?
2: Well, I think the conservative uh, investors and conservatives in general are—it's not a phrase I've coined, obviously—but the silent majority. You know, I don't think we really wear our political beliefs on our sleeve, and I think we've become more quiet. Uh-huh as, as, as time gone by. And I think the companies are, you know, able to pander to the left, if you will, um, without feeling that there's any consequence to it. There's some companies, you know, Starbucks, for instance, you know, they're proudly liberal. If they don't, if they lose market share of customers because of it, that's, that's fine. That's part of their business strategy. The, the companies that are worse are the ones who are pandering, um, you know, to the left, Uh, I call it, you know, greenwashing. And it's actually, there's some hypocrisy there because they're not even delivering what they they say they're delivering to the left. Um, But they are kind of counting on the fact that conservatives will just, you know, grin and bear it.
0: So you have something called the American Conservative Values ETF. It's a New York Stock Exchange ticker is ACVF. Tell us more about it and how somebody goes, uh, if if they're listening to this today and they're they're motivated to take action, uh, what's the next step?
2: The um, ACVF can be purchased in, in any um, brokerage account. So anybody out there who is a self-directed investor and may have an account at, you know, ETrade, uh, Ameritrade, Charles Schwab, they can just go into that account um, and and buy it like they would a stock. Um, anybody who's using a professional money manager would, you know, have to have that conversation and and say this is a product that they're interested in.
0: And you mentioned earlier, and I think this is this is probably important, because um, investors, uh, even though they might be conservative, they also want to make sure they're having a, a good return on their investments. So what are some of the steps that you take to ensure that even though you're excluding some of these liberal-oriented companies, that they're still able to have strong performance?
2: Yes. As I mentioned, we're, you know, very cognizant of that. We uh, try to stay as diversified as possible. We don't want all of our boycotts to be, you know, Focused in one economic sector, um, you know. As I said, I've been in the industry for you know too long <laughs> twenty five plus years, and and it's actually some you know pretty sophisticated portfolio construction techniques that can be used to minimize the risk, you know, the deviance from an index, uh, and we're we're employing you know that that level of sophistication and, and constructing this portfolio.
0: Bill, if I could, if I could ask, you know, as somebody who has been involved for so long, what was the was there a motivating uh, reason that you decided to to embark on this path? Uh, was there was there a specific incident, or is just years of frustration uh, that had built up?
2: Yeah, it's just building. It's just been building up over time. It wasn't really until recently that I I became firmly convinced that there's a uh, you know a commercial opportunity to. Um, build a company and and service this audience. You know, I, I think um, Ridgeline Research in the American Conservative Values ETF is is somewhat analogous to what's happened in the advocacy space. Um, there's a company, Accuracy in Media, which I'm sure um, a lot of your listeners are, are, are familiar with, and it was launched in 1969 to combat the liberal bias in in media at that time. If you think back that far, it's it's kind of mind-blowing. And it wasn't until, you know, I'd say the mid-1990s where, you know, Fox News came along and realized there was an opportunity rather than just, you know, from an advocacy perspective, uh, fighting what was going on, but that there's an audience that wants conservative content and, you know, built a network to deliver it. So. Um, Fox had maybe is you know, a, a little bit of a, a black eye these days, but from its early days, its early beginnings, I think it's analogous to what I'm trying to accomplish um, with my venture.
0: That's that's really great to hear. And as you said, it, it oftentimes is a silent majority that's out there. Uh, what have been some of the, uh, the, the early feedback that you've received uh, to, about the work that you're doing? Uh, what do investors have to say about uh, this new option that they have?
2: Yeah, I think – I think there's a, a, a couple of levels. I think some people just uh, based on the name alone are, you know, excited and, and want to be a part of it. Um, you know, that's, that's a little, that's, that's wonderful and a little scary at the same time. You know, I'm a very um, thoughtful person and I always, I always do my research and due diligence. So um, even those people, as happy as I am to have them uh, jump on board with, with both feet, I encourage them to go to the website um, and understand exactly what they're doing. Um, You know, I've got a lot of people who are, um, you know, watching it, they want to see that the performance is, that they're not giving up performance, that it is behaving like the S&P 500, and that will take uh, a little bit of time. Uh, There's always a, you know, a a lag when a a new company starts out, you know, getting the message out. I've, so these conversations have convinced me, you know, I only had market research prior to launch, uh, but these conversations that I'm having now, you know, absolutely convinced me that there's a demand Um, For the product, it's really uh, upon me and the management team to execute and get the word out, you know, um, no matter how wonderful the product is, if nobody knows about it, uh, people can't buy it, can't invest in it. It's one of the reasons why I'm so excited to be speaking with you both today
0: well thank you so much Bill uh, we appreciate the work that you've put into this I think it's it's great to have an alternative out there great to have competition in in the marketplace that's what we as conservatives believe in after all is there anything else you'd like our listeners to know
2: no um, you know I, I think I hit upon the points uh, that I always want to hit upon um, you know you asked some some really good questions didn't leave uh, didn't leave a lot a, a lot out there but um, so yeah, getting the word out. Uh, if you like the idea, not only invest in it and tell your friends. If you can't invest in it, at least raise awareness that it's that it's out there for friends and family who uh, maybe are in a position to uh, to join us and help build this community of conservative, politically conservative investors.
0: That's great. And and Bill, um, uh, John, we can we can stop the interview at this point. But but I did have a, one more question for Bill. When I um, when I go to post this on our website, uh, and and I want to link to the the boycott list. Does the boycott list change? Like, will you be adding to the twenty, or or can I like list the twenty on our website? Uh, And 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 should I make any notation about that? That you update it every so often, or or is it pretty static?
2: It's it's uh, it hasn't changed since since we launched on October twenty eighth, but it can change. Um, the, the fund is actively managed. It can change. Um, you know, a company could come off the list, or a company could join the list as as quick as the news cycle. Really, um, you know, Facebook, um, Facebook and Twitter. We've you know they're constantly in the news for you know suppression of freedom of speech, particularly conservative voices. Um, you know, Nike again. Um, you know, is in the news. So most most of the ones who keep making bad news are yes. you know some of these <laughs> ones we. <laughs> are uh, boycotting uh, already, but it, it can be, um, you know, I'd say on a weekly basis, it could, it, it could change based okay. on the news cycle.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I think that uh, it would be good to, to share that information with, uh, with our audience. So we'll be, we'll be sure to do so. This was great, Bill. Thank you for enlightening me. I mean, this is, this is fantastic that you're doing this and uh, we look forward to uh, to helping you get the word out.
1: This is Virginia Allen, host of The Daily Signal podcast. I don't know about you, but YouTube is certainly one of my guilty pleasures. I really enjoy watching short videos on a variety of topics. So I'm always looking for videos that are actually educational and beneficial to me in some way. And The Daily Signal YouTube channel never disappoints. There is so much binge-worthy content, from policy and news explainers to documentaries. If you're not driving, Go ahead and pull out your phone and subscribe to the Daily Signal YouTube channel so you can be in the know on the issues you care about most. You can also search for the channel by going to youtube.com slash Daily Signal.
0: Thanks for sending us your letters to the editor. Each Monday, we feature our favorites on this show. Virginia, who's up first?
1: We recently received a couple new five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. One listener writes, Honest Source, I am so grateful for this podcast. It is awesome to be able to have a place to go to get honest and current information. And InGov writes, Very timely, great explanations of the most pressing issues facing the country today.
0: Virginia, we sure do appreciate those five-star reviews. And if you're listening, please take a moment to do one yourself. And in response to Jarrett Stepman's piece, Despite Being Closed, San Diego Schools Descend Into Wokeness, Yak writes to us, This is beyond outrageous. How in the world do rabid liberal officials get away with pushing their skewed perspectives, reverse racism, and false values onto the citizens, who are paying the lawful portion of their salaries.
1: Your letter could be featured on next week's show, so send us an email at letters at dailysignal.com. Do you have an interest in public policy? Do you want to hear some of the biggest names in American politics speak? Every day, the Heritage Foundation hosts webinars called Heritage Events Live. Webinar topics range from ethics during the COVID-19 pandemic to the CARES Act and the economy. These webinars are free and open to the public. To find the latest webinars and register, visit heritage.org events.
0: Virginia, you have a good news story to share with us on this Monday. Over to you.
1: Thanks so much, Rob. Christmas is just around the corner. And if you're still looking for the perfect gift for your niece, nephew, child, or grandchild, then you're going to want to check out Buck the Chuck children's book series. Lynn Yelton and her husband, Jeff, wrote and illustrated the clever book series to explain the concept of freedom to children. After the Yeltons spent a year fighting against their local government's attempt to implement a new set of regulations that would severely limit what residents could and could not do with their own property, Mrs. Yelton and her husband decided they needed a way to teach children why freedom in America is so important and worth fighting for. I recently spoke with Mrs. Yelton about the books and the character Buck the Chuck. Take a listen.
3: The series stars a lovable but reluctant hero, a woodchuck named Buck, who finds himself at odds with freedom thieves. The Boozleboops, as the bad guys are called, are pot-bellied, whisker-faced catfish who live in the swamp and dress rather nicely. In each adventure, Buck tackles his challenge with help. From his guardian, Whistle Pig Thor.
1: Mrs. Yelton explained to me that as she began to write the books, she had to decide how to define freedom in a way that children would understand. And the definition she finally settled on was living the life you choose without being bossed around too much. With that definition in mind, the books use the characters Buck and Thor to explain why freedom is truly worth fighting for.
3: So, what we've tried to do since freedom is an abstract, concept is break it down into child-friendly, bite-sized pieces that kids can grasp, like what is life like with something and then without it. Kids Mm -hmm. also have an innate sense of fairness, so we use these ideas as we explain just what it is that has made the United States of America the shining city upon a hill. For example, in the first book, Buck to Chuck, The Fight for Freedom, we start with the idea of freedom itself. Buck is spooked by the wicked Boozleboops who have come to steal freedom from the residents of Chucksville just like they did in the swampy forest. When Thor suggests Buck fight for freedom, Buck wonders what freedom looks like. Buck has always lived with freedom, so he takes it for granted, appreciating its value only when he sees others without it. We use color to make the point. The town of Chucksville is colored bright with the opportunity freedom offers. In contrast, life in the swamp where the bad guys live is drab gray because its residents gave away freedom's colors for the false promise of something better.
1: The first book, Buck the Chuck, and the second book, Buck the Chuck, Let Freedom Sing, can be found on Amazon, so be sure to check them out this Christmas season.
0: Virginia, thanks so much for bringing us that story. As somebody who's read the books to my own kids, uh, I can I can give a firsthand testimonial that they are really good, and I think that they're uh, they they state the issues in a in a simple way that kids can really understand. So that's uh, that's obviously valuable for parents as they're working through so many things and uh, and just need a little bit of a boost to teach their kids about the importance of freedom.
1: And they are just beautifully illustrated, so they make a great gift for kids, young and old.
0: Well, we're appreciative of the Yeltons and thanks again for, for their uh, work and the good things that they are doing for so many families. We're going to leave it there for today. You can find the Daily Signal podcast on the Ricochet Audio Network. All of our shows are available at DailySignal.com slash podcasts.
1: You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app. And be sure to listen every weekday by adding the Daily Signal podcast as a part of your Alexa flash briefing. If
0: you like what you hear, please leave us a review and a five-star rating. It means a lot to us and helps us spread the word to other listeners.
1: And be sure to follow us on Twitter at Daily Signal and Facebook.com slash The Daily Signal News.
0: Have a great week. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. It is executive produced by Rob Bluey and Virginia Allen. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Popp.